showtime, folks. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome back to Saturday Matinee Theater, brought to you by your friends at the Long Box Crusade. We're here in jolly old England, our recording studio set up at 221B Baker Street. Well, most of us are here. Uh, life lesson today is to pay attention when you're booking your plane tickets. We said, everybody book your plane ticket to London and Delvin booked a plane ticket to London, Kentucky. So it's phoning in today. <laughs> Kentucky. How are things in Kentucky, Delvin? I'm just in a hotel and there's bluegrass and yeah, that's it. Not very special, but it is London. It is London, Kentucky. And it's a nice place. Made out by Fort Knox. Check it out. See where they film some Goldfinger. That's true. I'm your host, Jared Albrecht, the yard sale artist. Joining me as always, the Watson and my Sherlock, Mr. Pat Sampson, a.k.a. DJ Cristados. And how are we feeling today, Dr. Cristados? I am feeling very good today, Jared. And uh, hey, would you like some sweet? Is there caramel? Yeah, try the caramel. It's really good. Yeah, I will have some. Thank you. And perhaps maybe you want to wash it down with a brandy. <laughs> Wait, why do you have brandy? Oh, Delvin's got the key to the cabinet. <laughs> How does oh, he keep getting the key to the cabinet? Because I'm trusted Bobby Wilkins. And in this case, I'm all the way in London, Kentucky. So, sorry, Pat. You no, were I supposed actually, to take the key with you. I have it. It's with me. Unfortunately, Pat can't have any brandy. That's not brandy you're holding, Pat. Oh, that's that placebo. <laughs> you know what that is? That's sweet tea. We replaced that with sweet tea. Oh, I was wondering why it tastes a little off. <laughs> we're playing the game. It's kind of like Russian roulette, but we're seeing how long we can go before we get your beeper to go off. I was going to see Pat, Pat being a diabetic, that might even be more toxic than brandy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sweet tea is probably not good for me right now. Well, joining me, as usual, is the Mycroft in my Sherlock, my older, wiser brother, Jason, the Weasel Skull Albrecht. How are you today, Jason? Well, I'm doing just fine, Jared. I'm sitting in our festive studios, and back home in Olympia, there's the hipster killer. He's uh, going around and killing all these hipsters, and no one cares. <laughs> That's a dark opening, but it's funny. Uh, <laughs> I, I might, I've, I've actually started solving the case, but I'm going to wait until the police come and ask me. <laughs> Secure all the Starbucks! <laughs> hey, would you like a mocha latte? The first letter of every streak that that hipster killer has spelled out, eco-friend look. And I don't, I don't know what the last letter is. Oh, goodness. Uh, we also have with our, well, we don't have him with us with us. Phoning in from London, Kentucky is our favorite constable, Delvin the Dark Web Wilkins. What's up, Bobby Wilkins? Not too much. It's also amazing that they have internet here in London, Kentucky. <laughs> I think it was in just here like five days ago. So I got really fortunate. And I looked up the stats. I don't know if you guys know this or not, but 450. 59,000 women in London between the age of 16 and 25. But weirdly, there are only 715 people in London, Kentucky. So <laughs> Try to get that math to work out. In all seriousness, Jared and I once talked about having a James Bond convention in London, Kentucky, just to see if anybody <laughs> yeah. would show up. It's a nice little town. It is what? a nice little town. Oh, my goodness. Pat, save us, man. Give people the rundown of the show. Well, I'd be glad to, Jared. Saturday Matinee Theater is a retro review, sometimes Index show brought to you by the Longbox Crusade, where we will be taking you back to the past with some potentially overlooked retro awesomeness in the realm of television, movie serials, or films. Basically, if it's vintage and it's kind of forgotten, we're going to dig it up. We've got some plans for down the road, but for the first stretch of Saturday Matinee Theater, we will be covering all 39 episodes of the 1954 
television series Sherlock Holmes, with some sprinkles of other fun tossed in from time to time. 1954 Sherlock Holmes was produced by Sheldon Reynolds. It starred Ron Howard as Sherlock Holmes and H. Marion Crawford as Dr. Watson. So take off your deerstalker cap, light your pipe, get cozy by the fireplace, and let the soothing violin music of Mr. Sherlock Holmes whisk you away into the past. But don't forget your constable suit. Beautiful music. I'm sad that I'm not there to enjoy the music. I heard a few echoes came in through the uh, airwaves, and I was somewhat inspired. Not as not as much inspired as if you're right there, but I was very close to being inspired. So thank you for that. Yeah, Struck a chord in me as well. I gotta say, I almost cared enough to go and catch that hipster killer, but <laughs> not not quite. Not, well, give it time. <laughs> it is a beauty to behold when I play it live. It really is. There's people can't see, but here in the studios at 221B, there's like a crowd just looking in the window. Hey, so. hold on a second. Any, anybody down there? Got some brandy. <laughs> Don't give me a brandy. <laughs> I'll play for brandy. I'll be down a little bit. Nelvin, what's the rundown, my good friend? Episode 18 was titled The Case of the Thistle Killer. Original air date, 14 February 1955, a Valentine's Day tale. The director was Steve Revan. The writers were Charles and Joseph Early. With guest stars, Archie Duncan as Inspector Lestrade, Kenneth Richards as Wilkins. Wilkins! William Smith as the superintendent, not Wilkins. Richard Watson as John Phoenix. As a reminder, all 39 episodes are available on YouTube. We highly encourage you to watch this episode before proceeding with the podcast because not only is it just more fun that way, but Jared is about to give a synopsis about this episode, and then we're going to discuss it. And then we're going to spoil the crap out of it. So, again, <laughs> if you haven't watched this episode, we recommend you pause here, go check it out on YouTube, and then come back to join our discussion. And at only 26 minutes per episode, it's not a big time demand. For those of you who are watching along with us, we'd love to hear your insight. Don't forget to comment about the show on Twitter using the hashtag I'm following homes. <laughs> hashtag I'm following homes. Hashtag I'm following homes. No, hashtag I'm following homes. We are all following homes. And with that, let's turn it over to Jared for the episode summary. episode starts, we witness the murder of a young lady on the streets of London, and her killer leaves three thistles by the body. 
As Holmes and Watson ruminate on the killings that they've read about in the papers, Lestrade gets a stern talking to by his obviously dubbed boss, the superintendent. The superintendent (laughs) suggests bringing Holmes in the case, and Lestrade is less than thrilled at the prospect, but he and Wilkins team up with Watson and Holmes to examine the London map of the killings to discover where the killer will strike next. And then they set their trap. But who is this thistle killer that is able to gain the trust of these young women so quickly? Will the trap set by the lads be successful? Are the caramels really that good? Has Mr. Brown's wife really let herself go that much? Tune in and find out. Well, let's talk about the episode. Highs, lows. Pat, I'm going to let you kick it off today. What are you going to kick off with, a high or a low? I'm going to do a high. I like, and then Delvin kind of played it off already, I like Wilkins with the stats. <laughs> he blew me away on that. <laughs> That's one of the things I had on my notes, too. He knows his data, man. He was doing data detecting before it was cool. Uh-huh. Wilkins does his homework, man. He speaks Blackfoot somehow, and he's got his stats. He's a sharp cat. That's right. Wilkins is the man. (laughs) What about you, Jason? High? Low? What do you think? For a high, I thought it had a nice balance of humor in it. This was a very dark episode, almost Jack the Ripper-ish. And this could have been a little too dark for me, but I appreciated the bits of humor, like Watson rescuing the woman from what turned out to be her husband. I thought that (laughs) that was quite humorous. And so I thought that they did a really good job of balancing out some humor with what was a dark plot. For sure, for sure. Bobby Wilkins, what do you think, man? Yes, high, sir. High, low, what are you bringing? It's mostly a high with a tint of low. It'll make sense once I start. Inspector Lestrade, he needs to back off of Wilkins. <laughs> I with that language. I know. He was salty to him. He was. And I was about to get out a pen and a pad and write a sternly written letter. (laughs) To the super. You should have to the superintendent. There would have been harsh words in that letter. I'll move on. (laughs) And it transitions more into the good part about it because it's all about the inspector. I mean, there's a range of emotions from the Wilkins to him kind of playing coy with the superintendent. He was playing uh, kind of coy, acting like he didn't know who Sherlock Holmes was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I might have heard of him. The whole scene about him coming to the door and then about to walk out and stopping himself and then going up to the stairs <laughs> and stopping. Let me ask you something about that, Delvin, is an Air Force officer and Jared is an Air Force officer. And, uh, to me, I thought this was an interesting lesson in leadership, contrasting Wilkins and Lestrade, because Lestrade, at the end of the day, is just so loath to ask for help, where it seems like Wilkins is almost a better leader because he mm-hmm. knows when he's mm-hmm. over his head is like let's just ask him you know we just we're, yeah. we don't know let's just ask somebody who does he's smarter than us let's just swallow our pride and go ask him and save some lives yeah the difference there would be knowing when to say when i think that lestrade has a point and that they are professionals they are the ones who are trained to do this stuff but sometimes when you're kind of at the limits of your professionalism and there's a crisis going on sometimes you do have to think outside of the box and he is completely reluctant to do so and maybe it's because Holmes has come in and stolen his thunder a lot of times and, and that probably chaps his behind a little bit but it's his yeah. pride man 
His pride. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's his pride. Yep, That's all I got, Jared. I want to piggyback off of that, and then I'll pass it back to Pat here. But I really liked, as it's been mentioned, that Wilkins gives Lestrade like those stats on the amount of young women living in London. And he's like, I don't need those stats. And he <laughs> yeah. started yelling at him. He was like, well, check out these stats I got. <laughs> Completely stolen, as we've seen him do before with the Blackfoot Indian episode. He'll tell Wilkins that it's a stupid, trivial fact, but then he'll try to use it to make himself look smart later on. Like Delvin said, it was a good character episode for Lestrade, I mm-hmm. think. You see him be the stern guy. You see him then be the sneaky guy. And then I like how Wilkins, Delvin said, is Wilkins is always there to help somebody. At the end, he comes in he, with Lestrade on the ground. He comes and says, hey, are you all right? And then he goes to the lady. And then so he's always, he's always there to help out. I, yeah, I Wilkins is a good man. Good man, Wilkins. I do think that we could be missing out on one thing. I mean, you know how people kind of have a dynamic. And they, from the outside, that dynamic could get misconstrued like maybe you're talking to one of your friends and you're like oh hush your jacket or something like that and they're like man why is he talking to him like that and it's because you know the guy for 20 years and that's just how you talk to each other so it's possible that we could be looking at Lestrade and Wilkins in a wrong light maybe they're pretty good buddies and that's just kind of how they talk where Wilkins comes in with these awesome statistics or whatever Lestrade like you're a nerd whatever I will say, I don't mean to beat up on Lestrade because he's a good man, too. And it took a lot of courage to go in there. And he obviously cared a lot about saving these women. And I think that's why he was so salty. He was just frustrated. Yeah. yeah. And I can oh, understand yeah. that. So, yeah, I just wanted to say, I, I'm not trying to come down hard on Lestrade. I just was really, I'm always impressed by Wilkins and his willingness Almost his eagerness to try to learn from Holmes, I think, Mm -hmm. is something that that I've picked up on over the course of these shows. Indeed. Agreed, agreed. Pat, did you get to throw in your second high or low? Oh, no, not yet. My second high is I really enjoyed this episode. I think it was a good story overall. One of the fun parts that I liked about it is when they were in the superintendent's room and they had the idea for the decoy and they kind of (laughs) passed it around to everybody. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Have you ever done some acting? (laughs) Watts is just like, nope, nope. <laughs> that was a great moment. Holmes just kind of walks over, just kind of looks at it, and wants to just no. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> you got to admire the courage of that woman that stepped up, though. Yeah, I, oh, yeah. I, that was really impressive. Yeah, mm-hmm. agreed totally. Well, if that's it for yours, Pat, then Jason. I low. Well, this was a low in the story, but I think it was an intentional low, so I kind of liked it. I know that's confusing, but I was a little frustrated with Sherlock Holmes at the beginning and his laissez-faire attitude towards the killer. And this was almost like the opposite end of the rope being pulled between Lestrade and Holmes. Holmes was obviously actively working this case, but he wasn't going to get off his butt and do anything about it until the police came and asked him. That frustrated me, but it kind of was in line with the Sherlock Holmes character to some degree. I was kind of annoyed by both Lestrade and Holmes not just swallowing their pride and coming together earlier and maybe being able to have saved a couple of lives. Yeah, I saw that too. It was like, Dude, oh, but I've already figured it out. Well, you're letting people die while you <laughs> sit here. And, yeah, that was a little weird. And Watson, I don't know. He was like, oh, well, somebody's favored to win in the downs when he asked him. 
what's going on in the news. Anything about any women getting murdered over the course of two weeks, like every day? Oh, yeah, it's right here, front page. Maybe I should start reading this. Oh, break us home with a high or low there, Delvin. The mystery was a little obvious. Even though they did a slow build, my very first thought was, is it a cop? <laughs> See, yeah, was, that's was, funny because I wrote that down too. That's yeah. why I've started writing down what I think the answer is at the beginning of the episode. And so if I'm right, I'm like, well, this is fairly simple. Yeah. <laughs> simple I, I, mystery. I kind of had the same idea too. I'm like, it's got to be a, somebody, it's got to be a cop. Yeah. Right, when they had that opening. Even though I think they were, they were on the right track where they're like, well, all of the women who were murdered, there was somebody that they felt you know familiar with to get close to. So it's possible that all of the women have something in common with the killer. That was the tact that they chose at first. That was kind of the red herring. But it's not a bad one because, True. I mean, you have a dude who is going around killing people and it's possible that it could have been a crime of passion, which often happens with murder. So I mean, it wasn't a bad red herring. But my very first thought was, is it a cop? And they did put a spin on it. Mm-hmm. They, they did. I will put that as my moderate low. It's not a full on low. You know, just, just a moderate low. <laughs> it's a flaccid low. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a dongle low. It's a dongle <laughs> <laughs> there. Oh, my goodness. Oh, anybody with any burning thoughts that we didn't get to? I just have one. I like, uh, we kind of mentioned, Jason kind of mentioned it in the beginning, but I'm just going to say Watson is the blocker. Yeah, like he he busted up that guy's good time, and then the guy shot himself in the foot immediately. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that guy did not do himself any favors <laughs> right there. He told his wife she's not what she was five years ago. Like, dang, dang, <laughs> a lot of time, man. <laughs> well, she was kind of pretty, so she must have been something really special. Five years, yeah, <laughs> and he wasn't really all that in a bag of chips either. So he looked like he might have been like the ticket taker in a movie theater, yeah, or like a bellhop <laughs> or something like that. He wasn't an ugly fella, but come on, I mean, he was pretty lucky to have. A I mean, he's lady like that. He's probably like selling hot dogs down, you know, <laughs> at the fair or something, right? Spotted. <laughs> Uh, Now that we've got a good exercise on our bleep machine, let's do our pipe ratings. Now, Delvin, you'll just have to virtually do your pipe rating. I'm looking in the box here. Here's Jason's set of five. Here's my set of five. Pat, here's yours. But here's the problem. Delvin's set isn't in here, but he's not here. So who has Delvin's set? Delvin, did you take your set with you? I didn't. I don't have one. Pat. Are you sure, Delvin? <laughs> Pat. You didn't take it with you last time you were here. Pat, Pat where, where's this set? Jason, get his violin case. Hey. <laughs> hey. Pat, you really have got to pick a new hiding spot. <laughs> Why do you think I play so good? <laughs> Jeez. You guys. You guys are no fun. Let's get this episode rated, Pat, you fiend. All right, so the way the rating system works is we all have five pipes. Here, here. Yeah. Yes. You you didn't read your fun facts. Oh, I didn't. I didn't. Oh, good catch. Someone's keeping up with this show today, and it's not me. <laughs> well, thank you, Delvin. There's not a lot of fun facts in this episode. It was a little bit lean on fun facts, but I, I scraped the bottom of the fun fact barrel and came up with two things. The ironically named Richard Watson, who played John Phoenix, the fairly prolific actor who nabbed a small part as the customs official in The Godfather Part 2. So he's been around for a while, even though we might not have heard of him. 
My second and final fun fact is this is the only acting credit for William Smith who played the superintendent. And you could tell he was obviously dubbed. So he must have been like a friend of a friend that got a little shot on the show because according to IMDb, he's never acted again. Well, goodness. Thanks for the catch there, Bobby Wilkins. But now let's get back to the pipe race. So we've got our five pipes apiece. If you give the show five pipes, that means you love this episode. Four means you thought it was very good. Three thought, that eh, was good. Two was, eh, just okay. And one, I did not like it. Let's find out what the pipe ratings are. And we will start with Dr. Christados. What do you think, Pat? All right. I'm going to give this one four pipes. The only thing that kept me from giving it a five is that I figured it out in the beginning right away. So it was just a matter of how the story played out to get to that point. And it was pretty good. I really enjoyed the story on how it unfolded. thought Holmes was very good at his deducting. And there were some funny parts in it as well, too. So that's how it gets my four. If you agree with me, hashtag pass the pipe to Pat. <laughs> Delvin. I also give it a four. So I guess I'm going to be hashtagging pass the pipe. That. All right. It was a good story and definitely a decent amount of suspense. I like the fact that there was a mystery there as well. As soon as it even started, I'm like, all right, great. We got a mystery and not kind of one of the offbeat stories. And you have good Holmes Watson action with uh, Lestrade Wilkins. So gets a solid four from me. What do you think, Jason? Well, number one, I'm going to mention no flashbacks. I oh, like that. I'm just going to say oh, that too. Yeah. No flashbacks. I think this was a near-perfect blend of suspense and humor. Great character development. Even though the mystery was a little bit simple, there was a lot of tension. It had me leaning forward in my seat, particularly at the end. And I'm going to give it five pipes. Jared, what do you think? Well, if you've got room for one more on the five-pipe train, I'm going to hop off. Oh, oh, I thought I was going to be alone. I no, I alone no, I, I, I agree with my very favorite of all my brothers, and uh, I'm going to say yes, five pipes. And same thing, man. Mystery might have been a little thin, but man, they did a great job with atmosphere. We didn't really talk about that, especially with that fog and the park mm-hmm. at the end. Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah. Who's this guy and what's going on with that guy? And, you, and, it, and like Jason said, you're kind of on your toes like, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? So I thought that was really, really well done. So this episode did well amongst the team, so... It was a very good killer. It also, just as an aside, it'd be kind of cool. Maybe if you own somebody on Twitter, like you got like a good snap in and like your next tweet could be like, you know, somebody dropping some thistles. (laughs) (laughs) Boom, boom, boom. One, two, three. Good one, Delvin. Good one. <laughs> oh, you got a good one from Pat, so. Hey. I did like the end there. I guess maybe this should have been one of my highs when he drops those thistles onto the killer at the very end. I was like, cold bloody. <laughs> yeah, that was, yeah, somber. Good job, Thistle Killer. That was a good episode. Now, this is the part of the show where we would normally do the 221B mailbag. But due to some scheduling conflicts, I'll let you guys know right now, we are in the midst of the 12 Days of Crusademus, and the previous Saturday Matinee Theater that we recorded hasn't even been released yet. So, we don't have any feedbacks for the show. I do want to express great appreciation for the folks that do like, share, and retweet. I apologize for not having it on this episode, but it's just all because of schedule cramps and whatnot. So, hopefully by the next episode of Saturday Matinee Theater. We'll have that squared away. And if not, I guarantee we will have it by the one after that. So please continue to like, share and retweet and all that and comment. We do appreciate it. We greatly appreciate it. Hashtag I'm following Holmes. 
But yeah, sorry about the feedback thing. But again, we're in the midst of the 12 days of Crusaders. I hope you guys are loving it. We are having a yeah. blast with it. Okay, Jason, take it away. Well, that's it for this episode of Saturday Matinee Theater. If you'd like to hear more from us in the realm of comic books, check out the Longbox Crusade. Pat, where can they find that? Well, Jason, I'm glad you asked. You can find the Longbox Crusade on iTunes, Google Play, or most podcatcher, or at www.longboxcrusade.com. You can find us on Twitter at Longbox Crusade, on Facebook at Longbox Crusade, or on Instagram at Longbox Crusade. Back to you, Jason. Thank you, Pat. If you want to hear us on our track through the James Bond films, check out on Her Majesty's Secret Podcast. Jared, where can they find that? Well, it's just me today. Christopher Walken's not here. Sean Connery's not here. We're doing it straight today. You can find that at iTunes, Google Play, or most podcasters. You can look it up at www.secretpodcast.podbean.com or on Twitter at OHMSpod. If you like Bond, come check us out. What did you mean that Sean Connery's not there? You were supposed to be watching him. I thought it was at your house. <laughs> I got the pipe, Pat. I'm on my way. <laughs> Get back here. God dang it. <laughs> Shuck it, skull. It's Weasel Skull. <laughs> God, he, he, every time with this guy. <sighs> anyway, if you'd like to chat with us online, we can be found at Pat. Where can they find you? Well, you can find me on the Twitter at Christatos01. Delvin, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at D-E-E underscore R-A-Y-1977. Where can they find you, Jason? You can find me at Weasel Skull on Twitter or at Jason Albrick on Facebook and Instagram. What about you, Jared? I am at Yard Sale Artist on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. It's all at Yard Sale Artist. And if you want to interact with us with live chat, join us for our next episode of Doing It Live stream over on YouTube. We always start at 3.30 p.m. Central Time. You can get signed up for that by looking up Long Box Crusade on YouTube. Please subscribe to our channel and click the bell so you'll get reminder notifications for when we go live. Well, that's it for this show. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Saturday Matinee Theater. We'll see you next episode for The Case of the Vanished Detective. The meetup location, 221D Baker Street, of course. Mm-hmm.